0: Now broadcasting live via stream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. BagnumBoard.com presents the Bagnum Boardcast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy.
1: Why are we friends with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad I didn't get
0: to wow, I'm, I'm glad, glad your mom is uh, You said your <laughs> parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, I really should I, I punch him? <laughs> him? It doesn't Look, work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. <laughs>
2: Number
1: eighty-two. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> Ahoy, everyone! Welcome to the and Boardcast episode number one
0: nineteen. That's an intro from this weekend with Paul. Oh, such a historically
1: accurate greeting! It was. That's how the telephone was intended to be used. You don't know what that means, John. I don't. We're I not going to let you in.
0: But I'm John, and I'm, I am part of this podcast, even though sometimes I'm not in on the jokes. Yeah. And I'm Paul, and I feel like that often. <laughs> and I'm Chris, and I'm usually the one making them. No. Not really. No, it's, yeah. yeah. It's usually between us two. We have long running jokes. We do. We do. Now Paul and I do. <laughs> we, we have one that's been running for one day. That's, that's long running. <laughs> it's pretty long. And we're a long running podcast that comes to you in three segments. See, that was a decent segue. <laughs> the first being The Week in Geek, where we bring you the top geek stories of the past week. Uh, then we go into the books that we are looking forward to coming out
1: uh April 18th, and yes. we we'll call
0: that The List.
1: And then we follow that up with our rotating weekly main topic. This week we're bringing you our picks for comics, helmed by the creators from the Bag and Board Crazy Bracket comic
2: book
0: creator. Buster. There's Buster a Buster in it. Right no, no, no. Madness Crazy that's,
2: that's, that's for our movie.
0: Oh. Like, what was the name of it again? The name of it. I don't know why you guys say have such a hard time. I, 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 know. It, I love that Paul looks it up to it. Yeah, he has to look it up. <laughs> it's the Magnum Bracket March
1: Madness Comic Book Creator Craze. There, there, was, more, there was more words there. you I think you added something that
0: time, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're always adding words. It it's the Magnum Board
0: Bracket March Madness <laughs> Comic Book Creator Craze. pause there is where he took out the buster. <laughs> 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 there is no buster. That's the Magnum cast Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster. No,
1: I, that, you added stuff for that one too. No? Yes, it was
0: never that long, <laughs> on. man. I
1: can't wait until we do our back and board summer comic book movie bracket buster comic book creators craze our, podcast, where buster. we
0: pit the directors of the comic book movies from the summer movie blockbusters. That's I, just crazy. I don't even. I don't even know what it's going to
1: be. It's basically just be Paul sitting over there, <laughs> and be rating us. No, you're not picking him right. No. He
0: goes up against the sea. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, when I'm sitting alone drinking, uh, these are the kind of crazy experiments and games that I think of for the podcast. And it's a good thing that we drink during the podcast to keep me going through these crazy competitions. Yeah, we do. And, John, you, uh... I oh, did oh, do this. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, this is... They're sitting in front of you. I, they are John. sitting in front of me. And, uh, I've never heard of this uh, brewery before, uh, so I figured that I wanted some fruity beers because I was drinking Cream Hales last night. Yeah. And I was looking for cream ales, and I can't find any decent ones. You know, you got the orange blossom buffalo bill. Great. Which sounds really good. Which I think we've had before. I think we have. I don't think we did it on yeah, the show, maybe, but. Mean, we, I know we've had like, it because I have stouts, but I want cream ales. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't think you really liked it. It was one of the first episodes, I think we had that one. Yeah, I know, I know it's definitely a summer <laughs> beer that they do it. Mm-hmm. Um... I know Sleeman, which is a Canadian brewery, because you guys were up in Canada yesterday. Yes, we were. Uh, Sleeman makes a really good cream ale, and um, but since I couldn't find cream ale that I wanted to bring to the table, I brought some fruity beers to the table. Something light and summery, because what was better than nice and nice cream? Yeah, it's fruit,
2: yeah, fruit beers, fruit cream.
0: So, uh, we got Pyramid Brewery Company. They come out of, I guess, Seattle, Berkeley, and Portland. I have no idea because that's what it says on the bottom.
2: Maybe that's what they're
0: like. Three Pyramids Brewery. Oh. Uh, they're Apricot Ale. And it's a wheat, ale, unfiltered wheat ale with a apricot natural flavoring. So, um,
1: I don't know if it's just me because I'm a little under the weather. Paul and I had a really big day <laughs> yesterday. A big day. We went up to Toronto to cover some stuff from Wizard Rule Toronto, which You'll find out more about next week, but um, this is kind of a ghost beer. It's very light, Mm -hmm. um, but
0: I don't get a lot of any taste from it. Mm -hmm. I I think that's your throat because I get (laughs) like I get a nice, nice apricot flavor to it. Like it's it's very pleasant. Um, for apricot beers. I'm not a big fan, but this is, this has got a nice fruit flavor to it. I think it's, it's almost like a tea. And, you know, where you sip it and it doesn't have that strong kind of, it's like a green, a pretty green tea
2: kind of taste.
0: That sounds delicious. And, uh, yeah, the, the fruit kind of lingers on the back end of it. Um, but not really beer tasting. It's a very drinkable, smooth beer.
1: I do get that wheat beer kind of feeling on my tongue.
0: Yeah. It's like you're just
1: eating Cheerios.
2: Mm hmm.
0: I think it's also like kind of the the just the fruit kind of thing because you can almost like feel it on your like on your teeth too
2: like
0: the yeah yeah the jelly the just that fruit flavoring I don't know what to you get marmalade I don't know maybe I don't know I either kind of wish I could get that fruity
1: taste I just get more of the feeling than anything else
0: yeah it's it's it's, it's very pleasant um you know you don't get I the only other apricot I really think we've had. Was, um, Ithaca's. Ithaca's. Yeah. There was one other one that we had that we cut with the Guinness at one time. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, I don't either. But that was a really good cut with Guinness.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, this <laughs> might
0: be okay cut with Guinness. I, I think, think so. <laughs> I think the Guinness might drown it out a little bit. Uh, you know what? The, when we had it, it was very pleasant. The, the, the apricot did come with the fruit and then the <laughs> bitter. Like the sweet and the bitter really go well together.
2: <laughs> hmm. Very good. Speaking about
0: going well
1: together, you know what goes together well? With beer? News? Well, this is a comic book podcast and news. Ah, That's not my best segue, but it's
0: still
2: I was segue. going for
1: it. You went for it. This is going to bring us into the list. No, The weekend Geek. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: You're out of it's it. I'm
1: out of it. Big day yesterday. Yeah, big day yesterday.
0: Big day. Uh, guys, um, we all grew up watching a cartoon show. Not Source. together, but you know, I like to. think we know you, all you was a together. child, Paul.
2: but uh,
0: <laughs> and we have covered this cartoon show on our podcast and actually did a tribute to it, uh, John. John, you you did a stirring rendition of. Uh, I did a kick ass He Man and Skeletor. Exactly. So anytime that they're in the kind of geeky news, we got to cover it. Right, yeah, guys? we got to. And uh, just announced, DC will be again publishing or now for the first time publishing, a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe comic book.
1: He-Man.
0: Um, I don't know where it fits in the new DCU. I don't know <laughs> what they're thinking. Is like we, uh, Chris and I were kind of talking about it yesterday. I'm like, well, if they still had Wildstorm, I could imagine it being there because they just published a Thundercats comics what four five years ago. Yeah,
1: that, that was basically when DC got a licensed property, it would get kind of shipped off to Wildstorm because they could mm-hmm. tell the stories there and not have them impact any continuity because that was its own little pocket thing. Um so this is really weird. Have you seen who's writing it at all?
2: Uh no. I, I uh
0: don't remember who's writing it. I just unlocked a badge uh, from untapped Yay, Power yeah. Month. Thirty beers in thirty days. Uh, I, think Yay. I, I think I
1: got that one when we were hanging out on Saturday uh, really? last week.
0: I'm
2: like wow you have um, a
1: problem Paul?
0: I kinda do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, I mean We all watched He Man. We did the He Man She Ra Christmas special, like our first year out for our holiday show. We
0: recently watched the first, uh, that movie. She He Man -Man and She Ra ending up together, the thing that launched the She Ra
1: cartoon series. We also recently just rewatched the He Man She Ra Christmas special, too.
2: Yeah. Um, That Christmas. Yeah.
0: That was four
1: months ago. So here's the real question Is this a book that you will pick up at least the first issue just nostalgia?
0: I think if it's got a good team, like at least a good writer, or just like the solicitation sound interesting and good about it, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I like like kind of a serious serious take on it versus just making it like campy and cheesy oh. like the cartoon written by uh, James Robinson. Okay, oh, and right. uh, art done by Philip Tams. So oh. it's a strong creative. Team. Yeah, th- yeah, that would be something I would I would. I would check out. Definitely a monthly look back. Pick up that one. Oh, yeah. Whenever a yeah, well, month okay. comes out. Yeah. When it comes out, I will pick it up for that. But if we weren't going to cover it, I'd probably skip it. I, yeah. I probably would because as well. has been some really weak... Like, I haven't actually been enjoying the Shade miniseries. I've been picking it up out of just the need to buy it because I feel so, you know, like it should be good. And I'm like, oh, the one... There's been like one or two issues that have been good, and I'm like, oh, maybe this one will be, and then it just has been disappointing. So, and James Robinson's run on uh, Justice League was really bad too. So he's no longer a uh, name that I would be like, oh, I got to pick all all of his work.
2: Which mm-hmm. is unfortunate.
0: I mean,
1: this being licensed property, though, who knows? Mattel might be kind of watching it a little bit closer, and maybe they won't be able to do certain stuff that would. Be crappy for the book because Patel would be like, "No, make this better." I don't know how that works. I don't know if they would do that. We watched that Shira Christmas
0: story. Yeah. A Shira special. Yeah. Yeah. The sword was pretty crappy. He just did not. <clears throat> I did hear they're going to have. Uh... <coughs> I was going to make a joke, but I can't think of his name. So, so. Uh, they're going to have Dolph Lundgren model for the covers. Nice. <laughs> I want photo covers with him and Kurt Cameron. Or no. Uh, Courtney Cox.
1: Courtney Cox. <laughs> How the
2: fuck did I to? Uh,
1: <laughs> I know. I'm under the weather. Um, talking about new comic books, just announced at C2E2. Um, over at DC, they're kind of breaking the mold when it comes to digital comics. Um, starting in a couple months, they're going to have a couple new properties coming out on different days throughout the week. Um, Mondays, we are going to be getting Amikami Girls, which is based off of a toy line.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, or actually, like, statues and final figures that DC does of their popular heroines in, like, that Japanese anime style. Um, We're going to be getting... Meaning slutty. Meaning slutty and, like, crazy costumes. Um, That's actually going to be done by Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiati with Amanda Connor on art, which might be kind of fun. Um, Then on Tuesdays, there's going to be an untitled, so far, Batman book, written by a revolving cast of uh, creators of most notably Damon Lindelof, uh, co-creator of Lost. Also, um... Oh, I can't wait
0: until time. his Ultimate Wolverine versus Ultimate Hulk number three comes out. I think that one
1: actually finally did come out, like, a couple years after, but I don't know. He's <laughs> out of ultimate stuff by then. He's,
0: he's doing, uh, that's what he's doing with Jeff Lemire, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Jeff
1: Lemire oh, is uh, handling art on that. Um, right. And then there's... Going the, back to art, but there's a bunch of other writers and artists that are going to be, like, shifting off throughout. Um couple other books, but those were the two that actually kind of struck me the most.
0: Before you hit send on any email, I know Jeff Lemire still does Art Duties on Sweet Tooth. Yeah. But um, it could be could be something interesting. John, you're kind of the digital comics
1: guy of the podcast
0: now. I, yeah, I, yeah. I missed Mister, I on my girlfriend's iPad. You know what? I They look fantastic on my new phone, too. Well, you do have a large screen. Uh, yeah, I do. And um, I've been reading my... Uh, I've been keeping up with um, lock and key in mm-hmm. trades on my phone, and it's... Enjoyable, so but I I would at least check out um oh check out the Batman one and I mean what like ninety nine cents are they, are they I'm, I'm assuming
1: they I didn't see anything about pricing
0: for ninety nine cents to pick up a a Batman book like that I think it would be kind of fun to check it out at least the first one Did and they if, say that it's going to be like a full page or is it going to be daily
2: I, I'm it's assuming it's
1: going like, to be like a like daily, a like you're going to get a couple of pages. And, um, they will be collected to be Sorry. printed in a bigger collection, um, a couple months after they come out. So if you want to pick up the whole story, you can. And they'll be like that Batman book, the Amikami, and the other ones that are coming out as well.
0: Whole new, kind of waiting for the trade.
1: <laughs> oh, um, I believe Wednesdays are going to be doing the Batman Beyond books. That? that was, uh, that was the other one that just stuck in my mind.
2: Um, um yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely, I would
0: check them out on that. Uh, Talking about things being sold in different ways, uh, video games not being sold this year apparently, and uh, some people are saying that Nintendo is to blame. It's you know the Wii is at the end of its life cycle, and if people actually pay attention to, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Wii owners have the type that would know that there's a new Wii U coming out soon, mm-hmm. and also the DS, the 3DS hasn't been selling as well as the old DS systems were, so. Uh, overall, the sales for video games have been down over 2000, from 2012 to 2011. Do you think the, the Wii U is gonna be as successful as the Wii? Um it, it's tough to
1: say because I think you're gonna be getting the families buying it because they're like, oh, it's the new version of the Wii that's more powerful. I think the core gamers that they're going after could care less really because conflicting reports have come out about it where people have said, oh, it's more powerful than the PlayStation 3. Um, someone from over at Gearbox was like, no, it's a, it's less powerful than the current gender systems. And then someone else was like, yeah, it's on par with those. Yeah,
2: I've heard, um,
0: everything I've heard is it's on par.
1: So it's, why shell out at least 250 for a new system that's basically me playing the games that you have on a motion controller?
0: It, well, I've, it's definitely not for us. It's not no. for the key gamers that have been buying video games on their Xboxes or PlayStation 3s. Uh, All this time. It is it is for the people that have just bought a Wii and want to do something with it. And the thing is, I don't think Nintendo needs to market it as a new system for video games. I think what they need to do is market it as the things that people don't realize they can do on the Wii, which is watch YouTube, watch Netflix. Like, make the like integration with the internet more robust and just easier to get, you know...
1: Now, here's another thing about the system. Nintendo's actually having problems with the system syncing up to more than one controller. Uh-huh. So, when you uh-huh. think Nintendo, it's that family friendly system. I mean, how many times have we played, like, Mario Party, Smash Brothers? Now, I think taking that away there yeah, and but... basically having to pass off the controller.
0: Yeah, but you're for... not supposed to use, like, that big screen, the one that has, like, a touchpad c- mm. controller for four different people. Like, that's no, it's it's just any, any controller. Really? Yes. Like, basically
1: that screen controller is kind of fucking up the shit.
0: Because that's what was kind of int- the most interesting thing about it, is that you could uh, switch off the television and have the game continue to play on your screen controller, but leave the system on. So it's like you're playing and yeah. you can go in the other room and keep <clears throat> not playing your video game even though uh, your wife is wanting to watch something. Yeah, somebody wants to watch TV. <laughs> or turn on the Xbox and watch Netflix. <laughs> you know, like, or, or turn on the Xbox and play a good
2: game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, on the TV. So, like, that was kind of interesting. So when you said, oh, if the controller's having problems with syncing up more, and I'm like, well, that makes sense, because how many controllers with the screens could you possibly have synced up to in one system? But if it's all, any controller, to make a launch date of, you know, this December, all well over in Japan, that yeah. might be a real big issue. Uh, especially in Japan, where couch gaming, m- couch multiplayer gaming is still a big deal. Yeah. Like, that's how that's why people are like, why would you play games online with other people? Why wouldn't you just have them over? Yeah. But I really think that most people that own a Wii aren't turning on the Wiis. They don't go out and buy a new game. Yeah. Well, so there's, there's, they must be happy with what they have. There's really
1: nothing coming out. For this year, there's maybe like five or six Nintendo games actually slated
2: for release. hmm
1: like, that's it. They're so busy in 3DS mode that everything's kind of being put towards that, and the Wii U. I mean, even the regular DS only has, like, five games coming out.
0: Well, for the DS, that's something new, but let's think. The N64 had very few releases of actual Nintendo proper games. Uh, then the GameCube was even worse. And then the Wii has never had that much, that many Nintendo proper games coming out each year. Not a lot of Nintendo
1: properties. But there's been a ton of, uh, as it's referred to, shovelware. Yes. Because the system was so easy to design for it, and now people aren't even well, doing that.
0: the PlayStation 2 is just not selling any games anymore. Yeah, well, that's so the number for the next year, yeah. <laughs> but before, they're like, oh, we can release it for both the Wii and the PlayStation 2 forever. Like, even Madden, like, up until, what, two years ago, they were still releasing yeah. PlayStation 2 versions of Madden because they were porting it onto the Wii. But well, you haven't had a hockey game in the past couple years. There hasn't been a hockey game for the
1: league in the past two years.
0: Uh, since NHL Slapshot.
1: Slapshot, which came out, which they which came, also had a 90. 2K11 yeah. came out, which oh, was right. in 2010, mm-hmm. but that one was discontinued really quick. Like after a couple months, like you couldn't find it anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it played like shit. And I know. So, so we tried it. it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy, this makes sense. Like I get to, and it just didn't work. Did you try to use the golf attachment on your Remote to play hockey. I'm not Billy Madison. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Which one was him? it? Was Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gil- Happy Gilmore. I'm not Happy Gilmore. That's and the Sandler movies—they're all the same, basically. But uh, I'll tell
1: you what movies are awesome—the Harry Potter ones. <laughs> yes. And guess what's finally opened up? Pottermore. Um, it's not 100% opened up yet. If you registered to try to get into the early access for the site, mm-hmm. they're sending out emails and waves. You can still register now, and they're letting people in slowly, as to not completely flood the system. Um, it says, uh, the site itself is still not one hundred percent open. You can still only complete the first book in the series for all the mini games mm-hmm. and little stuff you can find. Uh, but they are now selling the Harry Potter ebooks books there, mm-hmm. which is so far the only place you can actually get those. Hmm. Um, can
0: I sync that directly to my iPhone or any other e-reading device? Um, you can actually. They have
1: directions on the Pottermore Insider on how to get your. Uh, books on any of your devices. Oh, that's awesome. pretty good. So it's that, pretty cool for people that have been waiting for the digital. You might have to wait a little bit longer to actually get access to the site, but for someone who's been on the site for a few months now, this is actually exciting because it's more than a few months. It, 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 it's, it's been, been, a been almost months. a year. Yeah. <clears throat> it's um. Well, cool. how about active on the site for a couple months? Because after you finish that first book, you've got some mini games to play and articles to mm-hmm. read, but. They haven't completely finished everything on the site. So, how many times has the house cup been awarded on Pottermore so far? They have not awarded it yet. What? Um, basically, all the houses are still competing for points. Ravenclaw's winning. Yeah, um, the
0: best house. The best
1: house. Um, currently, it's Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Gryffindor, and Hufflepuff. But um, I'm excited for all the people that I have talked to that wanted. How to be did honestly. they
0: sort it so well? <laughs> <laughs> like they just knew Hufflepuff. Like, the test for, like, the
1: sorting hat was actually made up by J.K. Rowling, so it makes sense. And, um, John actually was the one that informed me that details about her first book after Harry Potter actually just came out, too, and it's going to be an adult, kind of like, thriller.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's a, like, a small British town that, um, I think, what is it, like, someone on the, the board that, um, the, the zoning board? No, like, the, <clears throat> Can't remember all the details, but what is it that like the board that like like runs the town that whatever Council? committee <laughs> yeah okay. like um, one of the chair one of the chair people um somehow is murdered and it totally all like the dirty details of this town all come. Boiling to the top. It's called hot fuzz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it
2: does sound like
0: hot <laughs> fuzz. Well, I'm actually blanking out on my name it right now because I just
1: read that article. Yeah. I think the, I can uh, text for I just, it. I think. pull it up. But um, I'm I'll probably pick this up when it comes out just to see how she handles writing something else because she's done such a great job like managing and melding that Harry Potter world into Pottermore. Just like all the details about the characters that you mm-hmm. don't know about, but she's had rattling around in that crazy rich dome of hers. <laughs> it's really cool.
0: Yeah, but that's what's kind of cool about the Harry Potter world, or the writing and literature aspect, is she got to create a world. So having something set in our world, like, how much fun is Harry Potter be? wasn't set in our world, Paul. Yeah, but oh, she also gets to create the magic wizard world. That's real, Paul. I think Harry Potter's
1: are documentaries. I thought you knew that. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I think this it is... all a... happened in the past. I mean, would it you... Did. Who would. Harry Potter's two years older than us. I know, it's crazy. I, I think it's I think it's a good step for her to to get out of that fantasy because <laughs> nothing she could do it would always be compared to Harry Potter. Now this is an adult book for for adults and it's it's stepping away from that. But you know
1: you know what? Who knows? She could pull a new game in and have it just be completely like fucked up, crazy supernatural stuff too, though. Yeah, which I,
0: well, I all like. her readers are now. Adults, because yeah. the first book came out in, what, 94? 96? I believe it was 96, yeah. Casual Vacancy. Casual Vacancy, yes.
1: Sorry. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap us up for the Week in Geek, and you know what comes next. The,
2: the list?
1: list. This is the comic kind of books are most looking forward
0: to April 18th, which is a Wednesday, who would have thought? Of? Crazy. Well, with digital comics coming out whenever they feel like it, yeah. you know, we have to have safe. Wednesday. Even though I'm not looking forward to a digital book at all. It's uh I guess it's really stained day digitally from yeah. DC. Batman number eight. Uh continuing on with the owls, even though the try the more of the owl the trial of the owls is over. Uh but they're finding Bruce Wayne where he lives and he's gonna fight them off. Because <laughs> we're heading into the night of the owls, which is gonna be insane. And we're, we're gonna I have to you have to write down the books that I have to pick up so oh, I can I- borrow. I honestly remember. Like Birds of Prey?
1: Birds of Prey, I think. Batwing. Okay. Batwing. Which I will probably start picking up. Is Marcus Stowe going to be writing it? Yeah.
0: Our artist on it?
1: You'll find more about that next week.
0: Oh, hopefully. <laughs> as long as the... <laughs> it was crazy. They had music piping in and then the music stopped, so I don't know how the recording sounds quite yet. It'll it's going to be, be a lot to of editing. I'll figure it up. Uh, I'm going to have to piggyback onto this comic book with um, Paul, because there's no other books that I'm looking forward to but Scott Snyder's Batman. And it it just does, I, I mean, he's the reason, like, he was picked for best writer mm-hmm. for uh, 2012 here. It's just a fantastic book. It's where it's going. But where it's, was it? he picked as the best writer? <laughs> uh, it was a buster of a bracket. I know that. Uh, see, I'm just creators. showing that it's not up. It's the Vagnum Board Cast March Madness... Com- <laughs> <laughs> the Vagnum Board March Madness Comic Book Creator
2: Craze.
0: No! Vagnum Board Bracket... <laughs> Mar- Buster! Vagnum Board Bracket Monster Madness Comic Book Creator Craze. What's so hard? What's so the- <laughs> like,
1: Paul actually turned his computer screen around to show that it wasn't up. Well, you know, before he said it, he was seriously like sitting there, like just going over <laughs> it in his mind. He's like, now listen to John. Now listen to John.
0: <laughs> this is what I end up <laughs> It's uh, not there. Man, it just shows us who was, who won and who didn't win. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm really looking forward to this book too. I'm looking forward to all the Batman stuff coming out. Um, Night of the Elves. It's, I feel young to jump into like a big crossover, but you know what? We're approaching what, like 10 months into DCU? Yeah, well, number eight. We're, we're pretty solid on what's happening.
0: But that's, like, oh, that's the promise of the new DC. Make it more connected, make it more, uh, make all the monthly books matter, and do crossovers with all the characters yeah. to make people want to pick up. And why books. not? I mean, it's the Bat Family. It's happening throughout the Bat Family books, and why, why wouldn't it? Yeah. It makes just total sense.
1: <clears throat> and I'm actually looking forward to a big crossover as well. This one's actually coming out from Marvel. Um, we're getting Avengers vs. X-Men number two coming out. Um, Pick up the first one. I believe it came out last week or the week before now. Um, yeah, two weeks ago. It it was okay. Um, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by John Romita. It was all right. Definitely not uh, art? Yeah, it was the story was okay. The art was just kind of crummy. But number two, written by Jason Aaron, who also <laughs> was our pick on the Marvel side of the Ben cast comic book creator craze, March Madness. Well, oh, not- Buster. Okay. There's no buster. There's a buster. There's a buster in it. Um,
0: There's a Buster in the movie one. No <laughs> Buster in the comic book one.
1: And drawn by uh, Jim Chung, who I was a big fan of on the Young Avengers books. So I'm really looking forward to this one because he can handle the Avengers. He's done them before. He's drawn the X-Men in books before. Um, Hopefully this one delivers, and I'm pretty sure that it will. Mm-hmm. This is a very strong creative team on it.
0: <clears throat> I'm hoping that this beer from... Saranac delivers. We love their white IPA, right? We do. It's, it's love. We drink it a lot. Uh, but Saranac, for me, is a lot of hit and miss. And, you know... Well, you, you, have to, you have to put it this way. It's a hit and miss, but they are constantly putting out different styles of beers. Every couple months, it's something new. Mm-hmm. So, with as much as they're throwing it out there, to have hits and misses, I mean, you, you can't blame them. Yeah. No, no, I'm glad that they try a bunch of stuff. Uh Saranac just enough to set their white IPA. Now year round. Yes. That's good. It's, it's really it also really comes good. out in a twelve pack now. <laughs> which is awesome. It I think it, it got out, the bagging board bump, I think. Uh it, well, it comes out in a twelve pack for the same as like one of our really fancy twelve or <laughs> six packs. So I know. I'm like, huh, should I pick up the flower power that costs thirteen ninety nine? Or should I pick up a twelve ninety nine if it's got a white IPA? <clears throat> The economics major in me tells me the white IPA in the 12-pack. Thank you very much, sir. Well, what are you feeling about this blueberry? This blueberry has a very very strong blueberry flavor. I don't know if it's a true blueberry flavor. It's kind of got a artificially kind of taste to it. See, I definitely got the blueberry nose when
1: I took a sip, and I was like, like wow, I'm... Not feeling too well. Of that I can smell that
0: it says blueberry juice and natural flavor added. But and same. I can
1: actually taste the blueberry in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it's, it's it's pretty
0: powerful. It's really strong, and it's not like a ghost beer. It really lingers that blueberry taste, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like after a sip, <clears throat> it's like oh, it's like a really good like blueberry muffin, you know. Mm-hmm. You you just have that really good kind of blueberry taste to it. Um, I wouldn't. I think one pint of this is enough for me. I think the apricot I could probably get maybe two in me. Yeah, um, yeah I think the apricot's a little easier to drink uh, than this blueberry. Yeah, I don't know if it's like it's kind of acidic from the blueberry. There's something going on that mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't want to drink more than one of. These. I
1: think this cut with Guinness would be fantastic. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. If we cut it with something, yeah, the sweet with the mm-hmm. the bitter. I I think it, yeah, I think this would go really well with Guinness. Um, this is another wheat.
1: This, yeah. this would be my pick from the two for tonight. Not, it, mostly probably just because I can actually taste it. Um, but I, I like it. I probably wouldn't buy a six-pack of it. If I saw it somewhere, I would probably get it cut with Guinness, but yeah. I, I would still drink it.
0: I think <coughs> I think I might take this over the Aprahot, because I'm not a big fruit beer fan, but this is probably one of the the better or best blueberries I've ever had, because a lot mm-hmm. of times they have just a, a crappy kind of taste to it. Mmm, Saranac blueberry isn't being found on my uh, I'm taste. T- try t- a Saranac wand. Just, yeah. uh... uh this, this is something that I'm like, I got some vanilla ice cream, would it work well as a beer float? I think, it'd be uh, think it would go great as a beer float. <laughs> and that's, like, where I would be planning on drinking it most. Is uh oh, you know why? Because I'm searching under friends and brands. Oh, I hate that. I do that all the time. Um but yeah, like I would definitely order it during dessert. Like you Chris, uh recently you brought over the uh strawberry yeah, it was the Abita street uh strawberry. Strawberry Field Festival or whatever that beer was called. Yeah. yeah. It worked great with dessert. We had strawberry shortcake with <laughs> it. And that beer is uh it's very good cut with Roback uh, vanilla porter. Oh we had that. Did we? Yeah. I don't um, remember. It would be really good. And that's the thing. Like, I would want this cup of something, or I would want to order it with dessert only. Like, it's not something. And I can a yeah, dessert beer, you know? Yeah, like,
1: I would have this at the end of the night.
0: Maybe, maybe on a hot day, sipping it on the back porch after mowing my lawn. So I got that <laughs> nice mowed lawn scent going on. But um I need a rocking chair for that. Yeah, I don't um, have one. On if you have a rocking chair and you're out in your yard, you know, you're on, on your porch. Deck. Iced tea, man. Iced I, Iced tea. I was going to say, you're probably reading
1: a comic book. Oh. Well, what comic book would you want to read That's when something. it comes to our comic book March Madness creator craze? Is that...
0: That's yeah, Buster. Buster. There's no Buster. <laughs> How many times was it I tell you? I feel like I'm getting
1: closer, though.
0: Yeah. The a board bracket March Madness comic book creator craze. <laughs> Hey. Um
1: but yeah, so, we've been we've been hinting this for a little bit.
0: Hinting <laughs> we've had three this is our third
1: episode <laughs> yeah. of this so far. It's been a slow burn up to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it, I I've been excited fun. about this. Yes, yeah, I've been looking forward to. And we have a winner from DC, both writer and artist. A winner from Marvel, both writer and artist, and then an overall winner uh the uh comic book creator craze. And you can see that over on our Facebook page. It's all posted up there. You can see the list. And if you disagree with who we picked over whom, please leave a, uh,
2: a
1: message. Yeah, fill out comments. your own bracket. Emails contact at baggingboardcast.com or put it right underneath it on the Facebook. We
0: do this work for you.
1: And it's fun. And it's, and it's fun. a lot of
0: fun. And now we're going to say, hey, I know that Scott Snyder is working on Batman and J.H. Williams is working on Batwoman. And Jason Aaron's Wolverine and the X Men, and Paulo Rivera's doing Daredevil. Uh, but what book would you put them on? Uh, over at DC for you know Scott Snyder and J. H. Williams because they're the winners of DC. So what other DC book or DC creator you want or character do you want them working on? And Jason Aaron and Paulo Rivera together on a book over at Marvel that they're not either of them are not working on currently. And then for the overall winners, which happen to be. Scott Snyder and Gage Williams III, uh, either company. Which character would you want them to work on? And by either character company, I mean like Marvel, because you already picked them for DC, so it wouldn't be
1: fun. I know. I'm excited about that.
0: I just uh, found out about that right now. <laughs> no, we <coughs> talked about, about this, did we? I didn't know yeah. that it was official. Well, because we, you picked the DC character, so why would you want to then pick a second DC character for the same the same group? It didn't make sense to me. I it was it's, a it. Paul, it's a craze. It's a craze. It's a craze. I'm crazed.
1: What does make sense to you when you think J.H. Williams and Scott Snyder on the DC book?
0: Well, with Scott I, Snyder...
1: I do it at Paul first. I know, you
0: did. Good, And I prayed it, so this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I've been talking because I've been talking for a while. Uh, well, well, fine, Scott S- No, no. I want to go first. Damn it. Uh you never go first! <laughs> like, you always go before me! <laughs> True. Uh, I wanna get this out there too, cause I don't want anyone else to take this. Um If you steal Deadman, dead man, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> no, nope, oh, it's not your turn. It's not your turn. <laughs> my pick was dead man. <laughs> no, my pick is a character that, for the love of God, it's just, they just keep flushing him, like, down the toilet, and they just can't get him right, and I think with, Amazing artist and an amazing amazing writer right now who can kind of capture what needs to be done with Green Arrow. I think it's this creative team. Uh, everything they've done over the last couple of years has not been any good. And I think Green Arrow is a hard character to write for if you don't have an overall story arc to really put him through. I mean, in Quiver, you had him rising up and becoming... You know, the hero again. And like, you didn't really get any other great moments till like, Identity Crisis. And he's had oh. moments. With then The Archer's of... Quest?
1: The entire,
0: uh, Brad Messer series? Yeah, was but awesome. that was right
1: after Quiver. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: And Is I'm just he... saying, like, you had, you had Quiver, and then you had, you had that, and then like, the, another great moment where you had him go, or at least for me go, the Chattawindicron oh. was so strong, right? Yeah, now. that was pretty good. Another moment so up had, until identity crisis and then after right after identity crisis as you're saying that's where he dropped off. That's that's where I kept going. I really like Green Arrow. I want to see a book. They did the year one. I picked mm-hmm. up the first two issues. I kind of let Green Arrow. Uh, I you know was he
2: doing sketches?
0: Oh yes, he was. I he, I texted Kristen. Paul did. Paul knew. Like, yes, was there. We like we were there. We saw a panel with him. <laughs> But I think, I think with J.H. Williams could do just, just great, great art around that character of shooting an arrow and whatever he could do, like the whole tale of what's happening while he's shooting that could just be really great. And to have a, a writer who can plan out a giant story arc for a character might really get Green Arrow going again. Hmm. Or dead man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, JH? I could see some imaginative panels being broken down with like arrows being shot with JH Williams the third, especially like them breaking apart and like maybe splitting, like being the gutter of the panel, like these. And also, I mean, JH Williams has got an amazing way of just showing movement yeah. in his pages, yeah. and I think with Green Arrow, those kind of mm-hmm. movement where he does the little tiny breakout panels of like. Yeah. And grabbing, like, an arrow, and that would be broken up into a little panel, inside the panel. Inside the then, panel, yeah. and the whole time is the arrow going across, mm-hmm. you know, a splash page or something. Mm-hmm. Or just, I mean, he's got a great way of doing a black page, and then, like, just one picture, you know, and it just kind of, like, in the shape of an arrow. Like, just showing that, because, I mean, that stuff that you've seen, I mean, you kind of have seen it with th- those movement pages with his Batwoman stuff. And I I think he
1: could handle it well too because a lot of times when you see Green Arrow in a book or any archer character whether it's Hawkeye like Mockingbird from Young Avengers mm-hmm. before she became Hawkeye yeah she did. but it was weird yeah. um I get the feeling a lot of artists don't know how to draw someone shooting an arrow like that's one of the things I've noticed is a lot of times like the arrows are knocked really weird like it's on Opposite sides of the actual bow itself um, I think That's something that J.H. Williams Would actually be able to do well Because I feel like he would actually do the research And see like, okay, well How is an arrow fired? What happens to the arrow As it's being fired? What happens after It hits the target? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like everyone else is kind of like Oh yeah, you hold on to the arrow And then it goes somewhere
0: Well, as we learned from Conan He uh, <laughs> don't wait to see the <coughs> arrow pit, you Load up another arrow and fire another arrow as soon as it's out of, their, out of the bow. Which I enjoyed.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> I I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the first. last time you heard about an arrow in a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just everything, <laughs> like I've seen now pictures of Green Arrow using guns or using the little crossbows in the current comic books, and it's just like it's, it's so- not a small vilification of. Yeah, you know, it's not what I want out of my green arrow. I want the guy that's gonna jump on the back of Deathstroke and shove uh, an arrow in his eye socket just to give somebody else a moment to attack. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who's, who will sacrifice himself for those moments and be uh, a hero. Yeah. Blow himself up. Blow himself up. And with a, with somebody who can tell a really good story behind him. Paul, oh. speaking about characters dying who, who would your pick be? I would, uh, and the thing is Scott Snyder has a great just tone For this dark, kind of creepy vibe That he's gotten with uh, The Court of Owls <laughs> and everything in Batman And we saw it with uh, The American Vampire And I think that he'd be Really well served And what was it, uh, what, Severed? Severed You know, also a creepy, dark kind of book I would like to see that take brought to Deadman. Whoa, surprise! Oh my I god, god. god! I kind shocked. of it! And to see, like, Deadman Man go from... J.H. Williams has a great way where he will, you know, draw Batwoman a certain way and draw Kate Kane a certain way. Like, the art, how the whole panel and page looks is completely different between Batwoman and Kate Kane. And see him maybe do that same thing for every time he jumps into somebody else's body... Would be amazing. I could see that being, you know, the seat art telling a story along with the uh, writer himself, Scott Snyder, and I think that would be really fun. And it'd be the Dead Man book we can deserve
2: mm-hmm. after
0: the DC Comics presents Dead Man by Paul Jenkins. Yeah,
1: that's a book that I would pick up. I don't know if I'd buy it continuously, but if it was a miniseries, I
0: mm-hmm. would check it out. Or it worked out to be as awesome as. Yeah, because the Batman book wasn't the Batman book you were buying to begin with. Yeah, you were buying Batman
2: and Robin. Yeah,
0: I kept on saying, that was- "Well, I was buying, I was buying both of them." Oh, yeah.
2: That's true.
1: John was <laughs> buying Detective comics. comics. Yeah, he was. This Batman book's a Batman book. A Batman book. <laughs> In the case of bad Batman books,
2: <laughs> but Chris, uh,
1: um, I I was torn. I had a couple ideas for this. Um, Scott Snyder does really dark, creepy characters. Very well. Especially the street level stuff. I mean, you're getting that on Batman. You got that in the gates of Gotham. Um, I wanted someone that can pull that off. J.H. Williams III, awesome at just those beautiful panels. You get him doing that street level stuff with Batwoman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I wanted someone that can fit into both of those worlds. I wanted to go with a character that you're really not seeing right now in the DC Universe. And what I want to know, where is the question? I think J.H. J. Williams could do some awesome panels. Just like you said, how he handles Batwoman and Kate Kane different. I want to see him handle Vic Sage or Renee, oh. Mont- or Renee Montoya. Okay. I'm not, I'm not 100% yet because I love Renee Montoya mm-hmm. and she's not in the new DC universe. Yeah. Unless now, she's in Batwoman, which I haven't heard. Remember
2: a
0: few episodes back, John I do. dispelled his hate for Renee Montoya being the question.
1: But I, I liked her in Gcpd I liked her as an like appearing character all the Batman stuff I liked her assuming the mask from Vic sage in 52 um
0: well it's the pseudo it's not a mask it's pseudo skin
1: it's the skin but he uses like the
0: the spray the too. spray which masks his face oh okay so, so I don't know. I'm being what? nerdy here. It's <laughs> a comic book podcast. Oh, geez, geez. Well, I it's told true. you I'm not
1: really a nerd before we started. It's all that.
0: It's
1: <laughs> well, a clever ruse.
0: That's why he started this podcast. <laughs> no, he started the podcast so he didn't need to write anymore. Uh, regardless of who I picked
1: for the question <laughs> or my... why
2: we started this podcast. That's <laughs> no, okay. Um, regardless. Uh,
1: I-, I can see him doing fantastic things with different art styles. Mm hmm or Big Sage slash Renee Montoya versus the question. I think you would get those awesome, just beautiful panel layouts when you have the question on page or panel. I think you get that kind of classic grid when it's
0: thick. Uh, I just need to bring this up because I know during the New 52, uh, there was that one panel on Batwoman where they brought out, you know, J.H. Uh, Williams brought out the Renee Montoya, like, a picture on the wall, and people were like, was that a memorial picture? If she supposedly dead in the new DCU? Later on, they came out and said, no, Name Montoya isn't dead. We're sorry that, that panel kind of caused confusion for a lot of fans. It's just that she used to be with, it. uh, GCVP, or, yeah, GCVP PD. PD. I can say comic book,
2: <laughs> no problem.
0: Acronyms, acronyms give you problems. Acronyms, yeah.
2: That's
0: how I thought you remembered that. Your Buster <laughs> slogan there? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> It just it just rattles off the tongue. It's
2: just a rhythm.
1: But, it, it, um, this was a tough choice, but um, I've always enjoyed the question um, more so than who my other pick was going to be, which was the Creeper. I think I fit two
0: in there. Quick, oh, the yes. uh, Creeper call. would be fun, but I definitely, I the two of them on the question would be. It would be, it would be an awesome, an awesome series. I kind of floated, uh, for my next pick. Jason Aaron and Paulo Rivera working on a character over at Marvel. You know, another, you know, a kind of, uh, mutant that, uh, we don't really see much of right now. And he was just reading, uh, announced that, the uh, Matt Fraction is going to be working on him, Gambit. And Chris wasn't all that happy, you know, You just didn't seem all that enthused. And then I was thinking about it more, and I'm like, huh, who would I actually, what mutant would I actually like to see come back? And that mutant has to be Nightcrawler. That's where I thought you were going to go with that, because yeah. you were like
1: hesitating before you were talking about Gambit. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's a little, cause I, well we had talked about this on the drive up a little bit.
0: Uh, yeah, to Toronto, and I was like, oh, you know, I would, you know, he's, Gambit is that kind of character that would always steal a kiss from a girl, just like how they're uh that Paula Rivera's drawing Daredevil. And, you know, it kind of works for Paula Rivera's art style. And I'm like, well, this power doesn't really lend itself to be that fun for Paula Rivera's yeah. art. And then I'm like, well, crawler does. Yeah. And it's that, you know, kind of mutant character that's been pushed off to the side for so long that I would like to see what Jason Aaron does with it. Because I think he could do a really fun swashbuckling book with that character, because he's made the school so much fun with X, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. But he can also then go to these really dark and dingy places that Nightcrawler could go. Which Jason Eric can write
2: because skelped. You know, yeah, it's very dark <laughs> he, he can go He
0: can go pretty crazy dark. And also, um he can also, and he has been, especially with Scalp, he's written comic books where you've read the end be- at the beginning and kind of played with time. And to have a teleporter, I think he could kind of experiment more with that kind of structure of the comic book and how the story's told through, you know, with the actual pacing of the story. So I think Nightcrawler would work really well for both the art style of Paolo Rivera and also where he, an Eric could go dark, so, and also too. fun squash. It's like both peanut butter and jelly.
1: I, I agreed with you with Jason Aaron could really write a fun mm-hmm. gambit,
0: but it was Paulo Rivera's
1: art that kind of was like, I, don't, I can't see him um, in that book, but...
0: The very ah, first issue with that hole, or what, what was the guy's name? The one uh, that he wrote? Oh, the spot? The spot. spot. <laughs> like, just imagine <laughs> him, like, drawing Nightcrawler in that kind of yeah. like, situation yeah, even, where it's at, like, at, well, yeah, I think it would work well for <laughs> Nightcrawler. But like ambit just didn't. Yeah, it mentioned it. And then when we we were talking about it up on the ride, I'm like, yeah, I think Chris is kind of like <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah, it just wouldn't be that fun. But Paula Rivera doing a swashbuckling nightcrawler oh, yeah. book. Oh yeah, would be good. That would be great. That'd be fun. You as fun to? as one of your two
2: books. Am yeah, I going next? You're
1: to Um, like you said, I want someone fun that Jason Aaron can write. I want something action-packed. I want something that lends itself really well to Paulo Rivera's art style. And a lot like DC stuff, I was trying to think, who isn't Marvel really doing anything with right now? Mm-hmm. And I could not think of anybody because if they have a character, they just throw them in a book.
0: Like, Except for the ones that they killed, like not Nutcrawler. Yeah. <laughs> <And>
1: that's why. <laughs> um But where I actually went was like, I tried to go, I want that kind of dark, pulpy style that Jason Aaron can write with a mm-hmm. hint of fun to it. And I want that pulp from, <laughs> sorry, uh, from Paulo Rivera, too. And I see the two of them doing quite well on Iron Fist. I mm-hmm. read some of the uh, Matt Fraction stuff. I really enjoyed it. I think
0: that Was both Brubaker? of these, Brubaker? Brubaker. Yeah. Uh, Brubaker. I think he started it. He, star- he started it and then <laughs> Fraction. And yeah, they work better together, I think. Brubaker works really well with other writers. <laughs> Um,
1: no, that's, that's quite right, because he definitely does. Um, and I see him kind of giving Paul Rivera a lot more wiggle room with it too, because I think the two of them could write well together and just, ah, That's right. was rough. Um, basically cooperate well when it comes to panel layouts and what they would actually want to accomplish with the book. And I'm not a big Iron Fist fan. Like, the only Iron Fist stuff I've read was that Matt Crashen, like, the a couple of immortal trades. Immortal Iron Fist. And I really enjoyed it. <clears throat>
2: uh, that's my marble pick.
0: Uh, and my marble pick <clears throat> is, you, you wanted somebody fun, mm-hmm. and I think he writes really good family-oriented stuff, and with Jonathan Hickman leaving Fantastic Four, you don't want the same kind of, you don't want the same kind of book. And you bring in Jason Aaron, <clears throat> who can do kind of fun. He can go over the top and he can take it to some different dark places. And Paulo Rivera, I mean, with that relaunch of that pulpy version of Daredevil, bring back a pulpy version of the Fantastic Four. No, there is no Fantastic Four <laughs> after Jonathan Eggman leaves. Well, what is of the best? Blurser, oh my God. What is the Jason Aaron <laughs>
2: Fantastic
0: Four? I don't know. Like he's <laughs> run kind of a zany kind of school, but we haven't really seen you know Quentin Fire but and Brew, um, but all the other kids we haven't really seen much of. It's, is, it's is not, he I, Latin I'm, Latin I'm talking I'm talking yeah, like fantastic, fantastic. Fantastic Four three four. kids. Early on... Pre... No, there's such a big part of the book right now! You can't just eliminate right. Val and Franklin! I'm seeing, like, uh, fun, crazy tales, pre-kids, just superheroing. Reed Richards going, Hey, I just discovered this world! <laughs> I can't hear any of this! This is such a good book right now! Why would you change any of it? I don't think you have to, like, really include kids. They
1: can still be out on their own, like, future foundation
0: but- The FF. But you, yeah, I think doing that, you can have that great, the great pulpy look to it, and, uh, and have a lot of fun. And I mean, I'm just like the stuff, the, the covers with, um, with, uh, Daredevil, like, seeing yeah. all the, you know, the mole man and all mm-hmm. that stuff, like, he could have just go, go crazy with that. Go crazy with that. The, do you feel from the mole man? Like what do you how would you do that? No, do you, you were supposed to say the crazy. The crazy? We're supposed to go crazy. We were going crazy. You're going to go crazy. Like and a and comic book creator, bracket crazy. And it's just how buses. you were pitching Nightcrawler. Oh. With the covers, you're like, oh, well, no, no the covers. And I mean just how he was showing the Mole Man in in how Daredevil sees him, but then Daredevil is the the whole picture. Like that kind of Creativity, but like the craziness, like you said, him fighting the spot, you know, have, you know, Reed Richards rapping through all different crazy things to calculate that last bit to solve the equation that's gonna stop the bomb or all different stuff. I, I mean, you could have, these are two people that could have a lot of fun with doing something a little different with the Fantastic Four because we've had that heavy. We've had the real scientific. Let's get back to a lot of fun with those characters—that's something that I've—I've I've been interested in what's going on with Jonathan Hickman's run on Fantastic Four, and really I like been mine, and I like hearing from you what's How going awesome on. It is. Exactly, and I go, "Wow, that does sound really great." I don't think I would read that. I don't really care about that. To me, my Galactus, I don't care. Yeah, that's—that's that's a phrase that was uttered during the Jonathan Hickman run of Fantastic Four. It's awesome. <laughs> And you, you don't want to make anybody want to follow that man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think to go my way, a fun, more family oriented one than just that sci-fi science thing that Jonathan Hickman could do, I think it would be the best thing to follow that up with. Because you don't want to do the same kind of book. Yeah. Or you, you could just, just have Jason you Aaron run. Uh, write Dead Man is a stupid idea. <laughs> 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 okay. <So there> are... <laughs> that was a good channel. Yeah. I concede, your argument wins. <laughs> 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 uh, we're on to Scott Snyder and James Williams, the overall winners. Thanks, overall. What? They won uh, over everything. Uh, what book, other than the PC book, would you have them write and draw? Chris? Does it have to be Marvel? It could be any book. You could go it any can book. It could be any book. Oh. Do you, does that change your mind about it, or? But, Seeing as the comic book creator, no, I, know, was all yeah, like, I was I was picking. I was picking Marvel. I was just Marvel. asking because I. Like, like, it would be weird to know, know the right. rules. Like, if you really have them, walk, work on the Walking Dead, like or what? <laughs> oh my god, they will be awesome on the Walking Dead. <laughs> no, I know. I actually, not see that. No, like that's what I'm saying. So I would think.
2: We're, yeah, throw them. At, throw them back in Marvel.
0: Yeah, throw them over at Marvel.
1: Yeah, which is what I was going to do. Cause I was going to no. put them on Doctor Strange. Oh, that's. T- because yeah, I think I mean we keep talking about J.H. Williams' style because it's such a visually impactful thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: him on Doctor Strange would just be awe-inspiring just seeing what he does with the cape mm-hmm. kind of flowing around and moving on its own Um, Doctor Strange doing magic I see him shooting magic in the coolest ways ever under J.H. Yeah. Williams and I think Scott Snyder can really do a good story with it I mean we've seen him kind of dabble in the supernatural with um, <coughs> Why am I blanking out on the name right now uh,
0: American map um, uh, I want to see him just setting up hard and past rules for those vampires. I just want to see
1: him completely immersed in like the supernatural magic
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not reading any book like that right now or at Marvel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the closest thing I would pick up, I just can't even think of anything. <laughs> like, I got, I got nothing. Whatever book, no, like Defenders, no, I don't, yeah. I don't care about that.
2: And
0: yeah, Doctor Strange, as I heard. Kind of character to sell over at Marvel for whatever reason. Even BKB had a mini series. Which was actually very well done. Mm-hmm. With uh, Marcos Martin
1: on, on art.
0: Didn't sell well though. You know, it was never one of those top 20 books, I don't think. No, I don't believe so, but it's Frank Avon.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. Great. It's a, like, really good character story.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm gonna ride Chris's coattails just a little bit going into that mystic world. And uh a Madame Webb.
2: Oh. Uh what?
0: who? Madame Web Webb, she's um kind of sees the future. She's yeah. guided like Spider-Man through different things. From the same was is she actually the same character from the cartoon series? Because yes. I've never read Madame yeah. Web in a comic. I've yeah. only seen her in the cartoon series from the nineties. And and then it is that character, but having her Appear to other people in the Marvel Universe for our overall wrapping story that's all gonna be inter- interwebbed and intertwined together, having her appear to different characters in each book leading up to that point, which would give, uh, J.H. Williams the ability to do, to draw differently for each book, for each different character, and tie those all in, into one Overlapping Ending Story.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, I still want to buy that book. Because <laughs> I mean...
1: Yeah. Web? I, I probably want to right. think of a Madam Web book.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's all I got, because I just found out we were doing this <laughs> okay. when we started the podcast. <laughs> so, what did you have in mind other than that? To be... Deathlock. Deathlock? No, I don't know. I didn't on. really think about it too much. No, no, it's fine. Uh... I kind of, uh, I don't want to pigeonhole J.H. Williams III into drawing, you know, gorgeous-looking women, but I kind of am, and I went with Electra.
2: because hmm. yeah. I,
0: I think he would be great at drawing her, and Scott Snyder would be great at, again, doing kind of the mystic, like Chris was saying, doing some of the mystic stuff with the hand and maybe explaining all that kind of <laughs> jazz, like the, her resurrection and all that, and I think he could do a really good job, like, almost reconning that kind of stuff. Because she has been resurrected at least once by yeah, She's now dead again. It's broken. I don't even know what's yeah. happening. Exactly. And, like, the ninja kind of society, what is that? Like, the court of owls, yeah. you know? It, it just seems like, man, he could probably do an awesome job with Electro <laughs> And, uh, I could see J.H. Williams drawing the hell out of that book. I, yeah, it, it could be really good. I mean, just, a lot of crazy panels and stuff. Especially now with Marvel having a good Daredevil book. Yeah. Imagine having a good Electra book to be, like, coincide. At the same time, I've never found the appeal of Electra, but maybe with Jay uh, with um, Scott Snyder behind it, yeah. like it would probably be something that I might be interested in checking out. That's a book I would pick up. Like, I would definitely try it out. That would get probably five Ninja Stars out of five
2: <laughs> oh. ninja Stars for me.
0: Yeah. That was all set up so I could say five ninja stars. <laughs> this whole, this whole this, thing was set where's up. Where's my microphone? The rest <coughs> of my head on it. This three podcast <laughs> was all set up. No. Not really. <laughs> but my pick of the book was. Uh, so guys, uh... I'm a book creator crazy. Should we do this every year? I think so. I, think I this so. was fun. I like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, like when we said we were picking the artists, like every year an artist's going to be shine a little bit more or do something better or mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. A yeah, couple don't. years ago, it would have been Jeff Johns from DC. Yeah. yeah. We've had Steve McNiven on art when right? <laughs> yeah when
2: we first started. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's all curriculum. It just depends on what we're doing.
0: and what books are kind of hot that you got to pick. What's uh, what's selling to be on the bracket. Yeah. So uh until next week.
2: What are we doing for next
0: uh, week? Uh next week is our Comic Con
2: craze. Oh uh, we, well, we don't
0: have a name for it. Wow, we're going We're going up to Boston. We just went up to Toronto, we have maybe an interview. We're gonna see how well the uh editing works out. Uh that's all me. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna be bringing you some info from uh Wizard
1: World Toronto and uh Boston Comic Con next week. It'll be fun. We're gonna be drinking a lot of that
0: weekend too, so. Yes. And then following. We'll definitely record somewhere. <laughs> you know, the Bracket Hack. Guys, you know, episode 121. You know, it's gonna be last week of April. We're gonna go right into May. The opening weekend with Avengers. Oh, man. We gotta start. We gotta start our, you know, our, uh, summer movie blockbuster comic book bracket buster. And also somebody's turning 30. Yes. Yes. So that's, I think it's gonna be a huge episode. Uh, we got to bring in a lot more people for that one. <laughs> we got to bring in the guys from Red Phone Co- Confessions of a Movie Snob. I almost said the old name. He almost said it. And maybe maybe a people to the podcast Ed to be on too. Get yeah.
2: In. I think we need
0: some snacks for that episode. Well, I think he's got another box from Japan. Oh yay! <laughs> I think I think we're gonna have to blow the. The, these next two episodes. But this is gonna be the best birthday episode ever! We're blowing the roof off this, uh, this shed right now with these next two episodes. Yay, guys. no more roofs or sheds. <laughs> Alright, till next week, follow us over on, uh, the Facebook, cause we hardly ever post on Twitter. Board. Check us out on Twitter! Yeah, we do. And it's the same one, Bagnumboard. Uh, check us out over at, uh, BagnumboardCast.com, or Bagnumboard.com. And, uh, always rate and review us on iTunes. I love those ratings and reviews. I really do. I read them every week in hopes that anyone has shown up. They never do. Why do you disappoint me, Internet? Why?
2: John, anything bad? I like you, Paul. Oh, thank you, John.